Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast, episode 18. So we're reviewing the final home and away round and we'll do a final All-Australian team before that gets named in two days. Um, yeah, so we'll touch on the last round, our games. Uh, we lost to this Coast. You guys beat Collingwood on Monday night. A couple of hot topics, a couple of trade news and, um, and maybe the biggest story of the weekend uh, the kangaroos list, Carl. I think it was the biggest, maybe on Friday or Saturday. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Let's kick things off. So, you guys played Eagles on Thursday night, right? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, lucky I took the notes the day after because I yeah, wouldn't be able to remember. It was um yeah for the final game. I think it was a spirited performance, especially considering our lack of spirit. The last five or six weeks, uh, we went down by 15 points in the end, but kept the Eagles goalless in the first quarter. We should have made more of our opportunities in the first quarter, and also I think the third quarter both teams missed a few, but we should have been like 20, 25 points up uh, at at quarter time. I think easy goals went missing to Murphy and Durden missed a shot. Um, which were gettable. And, uh, yeah, un- unfortunately for those two guys who were listed the day after. So. Yeah, it was uh, a bad way to go out. So it was obviously a better performance than the previous few weeks. And West Coast are missing a few players as well. I mean, yeah, they've had their injury was towards the end of the season. So they're starting midfield is like, yo, who's been ruled out for the year? Red Redden went playing. And during the game, Kennedy went down with a hamstring or something. Um, yeah. In the second quarter, I think. So, I mean, teams get injuries, so they don't need to cover uh, injuries through the game. And I think they did that. They lost Gal and stepped up towards the end. Uh, but back to North, yeah, our um, game plan was a lot um, more direct, a little bit more, maybe not direct, maybe uh, more obvious. We didn't bomb it down the line. We were looking for the short option. I even looked at centering the ball, going through the corridor a couple of times, and I thought we looked uh, way more dangerous when we did this. So is this the difference of lowering the eyes and making sure you hit those targets? or? Yeah, I think so. It's just um, not bombing it down. Because maybe we knew the defenders like Hearn and Barras the good interceptors, maybe it was a bit of that, but I think that should be be the way the team should play normally against any opposition. Because all teams have those intercept marking players. So uh whether it's a coaching direction or for this week or players actually executed what we sure has been trying to implement. Um yeah, it worked a lot better and I thought our delivery inside four fifty was pretty good. Um Especially when we got it into the good ball users, like Olak, Higgins, and Davies Uniac, yeah, kicked it inside 50 efficiently. Um, Bailey Scott had a couple of opportunities to hit up leading targets, but he missed. But I think, yeah, that'll come with experience. We, I think we over-possessed the ball a little bit. We over-handballed. Uh, maybe that was part of the game game plan, but we had 360 disposals for the Eagles, 
278, which is, would you say that's a pretty big difference? Yeah, what's that? In a shortened quarter, what's that? 82 over four quarters. So yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, 20 a quarter essentially. Yeah, which is, I'm not sure, like, Eagles pressure wasn't there in the first quarter. So I think that made it a bit easier. And then when it did come, uh, after half time, maybe it meant we started to overhandle the ball a bit. Um, did, did you catch any of the game or? Yeah, I saw a bit of it. So I saw, I was, I tuned in probably for 20 minutes. So I saw, it was when I think Nick Nat starts to get on top of goal stands. How did you find that matchup? Because they're probably in the two best ruckmen all year. Yeah, I thought Goldie started off well. And yeah, like Nick Nat did get on top after this little hard time. A bit more, yeah, started to win a bit of the hitouts. And uh, Goldie, yeah, sort of faded a bit. I mean, he had a chance to keep, to put us in front, I think. After a free kick, sort of 15 meters out, essentially directly in front of him. But, uh, yeah, guys like Hearn, Gaff, and she got on top. And I think Liam Ryan was probably the difference in this part. What sort of ignited their fight back? It looked like he was involved in everything up forward anyway for the Eagles. Yeah, I think Luke McDonald was on him and he didn't have a touch in the first quarter. But after that, even though Luke McDonald got a lot of the ball in, was probably our best. Um, yeah, defensively, uh, Ryan did get off the chain a bit. And, yeah, he meant um, Oscar Allen with the defense. Allen kicked, I think, three goals. So, yeah. Like I said before, he stepped up with that Kennedy there and Darling not offering too much. In terms of your better players, who stood out for the Roos? Yeah, apart from McDonald, Higgins was, again, good. Davies Juniak had his moments. Uh, he's getting 20-plus possessions every <laughs> second or so, which is, yeah, it's promising. And the yeah, Polak had a big game as well with 20 picks. And he went at 80% disposal efficiency, whether he's sort of shopping himself uh, for a new team or not sure. Mikhail um, was good in defense as well, I thought. You got the big job on uh, Kennedy. So Reshaw's not afraid to give the young kids some good, good some, yeah, big jobs. Like I think he was played on Hawkins and Dixon. Yeah, he's held his own and I think he's been one of the positives. And otherwise, a uh, bleak year. And uh, Jim Anderson, how did? Yeah, Anderson was good. Um, what did he have? He had, yeah, 30 possessions, um, 174 supercoach passes, which might, have, might be a record for him. Um, had almost 500 meters game, which is might be also another record. And he kicked a good goal as well. So, yeah, he'd be right up there in the best and fairest voting. So, I don't know when it is, but yeah, we'll do a wrap of that when it comes. But him, McDonald, Simpkin, Goldie would be in the mix to take that out. Yeah. And yeah, go- uh, finally, yeah, goal kicking. Like in the third quarter, I did mention West Coast missed a couple of cities, but we missed at least three or four. Zebul, a couple. Paul should have kicked one. He was one was a bit far further out, but um, yeah, Goldies and Zebul snap. They should have gone through. So yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, this year especially, with shortened quarters, goal kicking could determine who wins the premiership. Yeah, especially, I think, yeah. it's um, You're finding, I mean, even yesterday, I think the Pies were six straight at um, half-time, so it just keeps you in the game. But in terms of the Roos, obviously, you won the first, you were 2-0 and after two rounds, and then, what, won one match for the rest of the season? 
Yeah, one match against bottom team Adelaide. And um, essentially lost pretty much all the other ones pretty comprehensively, except this one and I think the Brisbane Lions game. We lost by a point. But, um, yeah, I mean, there are positives to come out. Like next year, we get Cunnington back, hopefully, and Thomas Taylor start round one. Add a couple of recruits and uh, maybe a draft or two. And, yeah, things might move up pretty quickly. But, uh, yeah, might do a bit of a review in the future. Uh, that's about it for my, our game. Did you want to talk about Ports and then over Collingwood? Yeah, so was, yeah, last round of the regular season, I think it shaped every single match of finals week one. So fair bit riding on the line. Um, yeah, claimed the minor premiership, so we've been on top. I think so 30 weeks in a row. Um, I think one of only three teams to stay on top for the whole regular season, Eagles in 91, Dons in 2000, and then us this year. So... Um, yeah. So that's from round one. So from round one onwards. Yeah. So they're the only two. So obviously, I think Eagles lost the grand final to the Hawks and the Dons. Um, yeah. I think lost one match for the whole season and they won the the grand final. Doesn't doesn't guarantee anything, but yeah, it's a good stat. Yeah. Good omen. I mean, the other omen is that Brisbane has have won a couple of premierships and you guys finished on top, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's great effort. I think the team should be proud. And I did see some vision after the game, singing the song. I think, yeah, it's a good achievement and something they should be proud of because no one would have tipped Port to win the minor premiership. No, I don't think even Port supporters would have said, so yeah, definitely a good achievement. I still think the Tigers and Cats are better place for a flag, but it's, I think Brisbane and Port are probably next um, as well with the Eagles, I think. Yo is probably their most their best midfielders out for the finals, and Kennedy's got an injury cloud. Same with McGovern, so it probably rules them out as well. So I think Port and Brisbane are third and fourth. Yeah, and uh, so I watched a bit of this game, but not a lot. So it started off pretty evenly. I think I think you guys hit the first couple, and Collingwood fought back, and it was pretty tight. Um, yeah, even after half time. Yeah, it was um bit of a. Yeah, it's been a weird one because every time I guess Connie would kick the goal or two goals, Port would answer back straight away. So any momentum the Pies had all night probably lasted for um, only a few minutes. Um, so in terms of clearances, Port was up 12 in clearances, up 10 in centre clearances, which is a big stat when you're going up against Grundy. Um, yeah, Lysett's, yeah, Ling had a really good last probably eight to nine weeks as well, coming up against the better ruckman of the comp. Um, thought Robbie, ba- Robbie Gray was best on ground, 25 plus seven clearances. Yeah, just so clean during heavy traffic all night. A lot of players couldn't break away from the contest and he seemed to find um, time where there was none. Did he play more midfield? Yeah, so he, he pretty much played midfield predominantly. Um, probably yeah. 80. Yeah. yeah, I watched a bit and every time I saw him, he was near the ball ups and throwing. So does so does that mean Rosie was more half forward? Yeah, so Rosie was half forward. He was better. Um but yeah he he I think he was in there for maybe one or two clearances. But yeah, apart from that, um his finishing's let him down this season. He missed two easy ones, so hopefully it corrects itself before um their final starts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dan Houston, he was, I think he was best on ground the first half, 12 marks, including eight intercept marks. Um, yeah, Rockcliffe yeah. continued his 
great end to the regular season, 30 plus 10 clearances as well. Um, and yeah, Jonas kept to go to seven touches and the goal. Yeah, he's choosing yeah. And our favourite court player, Motlop, bubbed up with two goals at crucial times, I would have thought. Yeah, so he kicked, um, yeah, both are probably half chances as well. One, a nice crumb with a banana kick finish, and one, I think, on an angle from about 45 to 50. So, yeah, he's definitely keeping his place, and I think he's listened to your criticism yeah. throughout the season. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like, uh, on the big three forums, this kangaroo supporter was like, oh, how old is Daniel Motlove? He's like 38. I can't believe he's still playing. can't believe he's, yeah, I can't believe Brett Harvey was pushed to retire, whereas Daniel Motlove's, yeah. So then someone had to correct him saying that's not Daniel, it's actually Stephen and he's 10 years young. <laughs> oh, he's, he's um, oh, look, to be fair, I think he came on a contract which is, yeah, far outweighing his role in the team at the moment. But yeah, you can't. Pick a guy and play him in the midfield based on his money. He's doing his job at the moment. So, yeah, no, it's, I think it's a good role. He like he doesn't. He can Hingley's found a good role for all your role players, I suppose. Like yeah. they don't they don't have to be stars. Like Rockley doesn't have to be the silk. Like you've you've got better ball users. Same with Pal Pepper. He doesn't have to kick as much. You can. Is Pal Pepper handballing the ball more? Like he's not. Kicking because he's a bit of a butcher with the with his kicking skills, but if yeah, yeah like correct. the Amons and um, Burn Jones can do the kicking and let Pepper play for to play to his strengths as being a tackler and a distributor, then I think yeah, that's what's making you guys pretty complete. Yeah, it's a great it's a great point because yeah, you 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 wouldn't want him kicking the ball inside four fifty, and he, I think his role in the team is just. Lay as much pressure as you can. Um, yeah, get a handball out straight away if you can't kick, kick it. So um, he did kick an important set shot, which um, just snuck through. He's done that a few times, but yeah, you're right. Um, he's not the only one. But um, in terms of the pies, so I thought Adams, Pendlebury, Dacos, and, and Maynard were the best of the pies. Um, Dacos, yeah, first time I really had a look at Dacos, and he just, yeah, never wastes. The footy, um, Quainor gets, gets, uh, gets a bit of a lot of free kicks, doesn't he? He's good at, um, yeah, yeah. he got three kicks. I see, like, he, he plays low, like, he's always on an angle, or like, <laughs> yeah, he's very, uh, very slippery. I think he got a couple, yeah, a couple of free kicks last night, so he's got the Selwood technique, uh, perfected. Yeah, um, yeah, not a fan, like, as, um, he's a good player, but yeah, I don't know, players that. Draw free kicks like that. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not a good look, but yeah, he's definitely going to be, he's been one of the most improved players of the competition, I would say. And, uh, Quaino, the IQ, as they call him. Yeah, so he was, um, he was really good. Like, in, even in the one on one contest, too, he outmarked, I think it was Motlop and, um, hard the contest with Robbie Gray as well. So he's, um, yeah, come on in leaps and bounds. So he's a good, Good first round pick for them as well moving forward. Yeah, he's, they've got a good zone. They're going to get a, another gun, I think, from the academy. So the, the sooner the AFL can get rid of that, the better. But uh, yeah, he's a good ball user. He went at 93% efficiency, which is elite. Yeah. So now he looks uh, very comfortable. And yeah, and butters to come in, you think? And yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon the, the, the two weeks off had might be a good thing, yeah? Because Claudius, he's not he's a pretty light bodied and he's been playing a inside role, so yeah. it could be a positive. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Butters Butters will definitely come back in. I think he'll come back in for Woodcock. Um hopefully Robbie, hopefully um Motlock, Gray and Butters and Rosie can just fulfill that small forward role. We don't really have a specialist in that position. I think Cleary will come in for Bonner. Bonner he's been better but he had a crucial mistake with led to a goal last night. I think Leanit keeps his place. Oh, as- yeah, he like punched it when he should have um, marked. marked it. Yeah, he's got to back himself a bit more. Um, yeah, Lena, I think keeps his place. I wouldn't play Burton. I think the coaching staff's said he's available, but yeah, like I said, hasn't finished consecutive matches all season, so I'd be pretty nervous playing him in a um, a final, even though even though the first one's not do or die. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is that all? Is that your wrap for the game? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's exciting. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be excited. Did you guys play finals last year? No, I missed out. Missed out last year after that 90-point loss to the Roos. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the year before? Yeah. Well, the year before was when... Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, no, you'd be excited. Yeah, sort of in and out of finals for a few years. So, yeah, I think um, yeah, I think general um, football public, if your teams are, aren't in the finals, then... Yeah, Port Adelaide and uh, St Kilda would probably be the two teams that would mind lifting the cup. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on to some hot topics. I'll touch on core later, just because it's relevant to your team. But um, Zach Williams, he's nominated the Blues. What would you pay him? I think he's got a five-year contract. Yeah, I think he's supported the nine, 800 or 900 for five years. Over, surely, um, right? Yeah, I think it's... Bit of his, yeah, he's probably maybe 600 to seven in yeah. that range. Like to get him out, probably about that. But, um, yeah, I think the the media, I don't know, they always they like writing about North Melbourne offering a war chest, like a massive deal. Yeah. So, don't know if it's true or not. Like, we did have a go at we've got history there, so it's probably not a long to say that we have offered him more. But I think reports came out that Blue's offer was more. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's a good get for Carlton. Like, um, I think where their list is at, I think it suits them more than us. Yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to get him because he's at that age bracket where we need players, like that 26, 27-year-old. But if he wants a bit of success sooner than later, then I think yeah, Carlton makes sense. Yeah, I think um, based on his prelim final form last season, he was best on ground against the Pies. He's worth eight to nine hundred, but I don't think he does that enough to get to justify that contract. But yeah, good luck to him anyway. He's a he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, the last guy that picked us over Carlton was like Darcy Lang a couple of years ago, and got delisted yesterday. So hopefully Zach can be a bit better than that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays because he's not going to have the elite, elite talent around him like he did at the Giants. So, so yeah. he's not the biggest body either. So I think yeah. he might play more midfield. Maybe that's something they promised him because Carlton yeah. probably need a bit more midfield, whereas our midfield is, yeah, it's all right. It's not too bad. Yeah, I don't think you're missing in the midfield area. It's probably the front half or tours. Who? 
Ah, uh, Roos, so key forward. Yeah, yeah. Key forward and key back, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll be int- uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to do, doing the Carlton because I think they've had an interesting year. So, um, Eddie Betts, they signed him. So, I think um, he's he might be friends with Eddie or must be a connection. Yeah, I think there was a, a influence there in that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll move on to Harley Bernal. So, he was, again, in the midst of some controversy. And, yeah, he was – what happened? He broke um, – uh, yeah, broke the curfew. I think turned up to Jared Halbrow's house, got turned away, and then ended up. I think um, having a few quiet ones at uh, somewhere else. So, think that's the end of his career, or? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he hasn't shown enough to demand a new contract, and with list sizes getting trimmed, I think it's an uphill battle for Harley. Yeah, it's a bit like a bit like Chris Yaron too, like just yeah, unbelievable talents, but yeah, probably just wasted wasted their talents. Yeah, yeah. You could have been anything, but I think it's, I mean playing footy and having sort of personal issues, yeah. What's that sound? Uh the other. Oh, okay. Do you need to turn it off? He lost his zip as well, like his he uh, because that, that was something he needed to play his position. I think I think the calf, yeah, really affected really affected the burst. But yeah, it's, he had a great career, I think, for the first couple of years. But yeah, just injuries and yeah, personal problems probably just yeah put a, put a stop to that. Yep. So the Kangas culled, I think it was what eleven players last Friday. So that that news yeah, dropped like a bomb for you. Were you surprised at all? Or yeah. <laughs> so it was Friday morning at about ten or eleven, and I was on the forums. And, uh, yeah, one of the guys posted a, just a screenshot and it looked legit, like, um, but it didn't have a source. And then there were 11 names on that. And then I think 10 minutes later, I would jump onto the website. Yeah. It said, thank you. And then the 11 photos and yeah, these players have been delisted. And it was a shock. It was, I was pretty sad actually. Like some of these players have been on the list for like 10 years and some of them were sort of, Plays I liked and they played well last year. So yeah, it was, it was a bit sad to see them go, but I think it was the right call and a brave call. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll run, we'll run through the names, but I think the, the shock was probably just the number because you probably hear five or six at one time and then two or three later on, but just 11 at once. I think that's probably what, that's the shock. So it looks like we might turn over about 30% of our list. And, um, yeah, the list size has dropped by a couple, I think. Yeah, it's still dramatic. It's still sort of a, a big turnover, which is yeah, which is good. I think. I think the club needed something like this to happen in order to move forward. I think just quickly um, at the end of 2016, after we retired Harvey and Co, probably should have done it then. Like looking at looking back in hindsight, but yeah, didn't drop, didn't invest in the draft as much then. And, Still look to top up, but I think yeah, with Brady Rollins uh, in charge of it all, I think he's yeah, look, he's in the right on the right track. Yeah, so the f- first one, so I think it's in alphabetical order. So Paul Ahern. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah Ahern. So he came down from GWS. He played twenty four games. He had two new recos, and I think he never fully rediscovered his talents after that. I think he had 
a breakout game a couple of years ago against Westcoast in Tasmania. Had 37 touches, but I think he lacked the defensive part of his game. And when he had, when he worked on the that part, he lost his offensive aspect of his game. So then he just became like a, an average player. So Crocker, is he a relation to Darren? Yeah, it's his son. So oh. Picked up with our last pick, I think, a couple of years ago in the draft. And he, I think he was injured during his 18 years. So, yeah, apparently he was like, don't know much about him, but his body just wasn't up to the standard and he was a fair way off. So no game. Probably the saddest one of the, the lot, Magic Door. Yes, uh, 54 games. I think he played maybe four or three this year. I can't remember, but yeah, I mean, it's been a long journey for Madge, like first Sudanese player, obviously. Um, 2009, we drafted him, and he took a good four or five years to develop and play his first game. Started as a forward, he showed glimpses, but never really, um, yeah, never really grasped the game as a forward, and then was swung back a couple of years ago and was elite when he was in defense. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, yeah, after that accident and some personal problems he had, uh, wasn't able to, yeah, rediscover that form. And I think, yeah, it would have been nice. I would have liked him to play, maybe get another year or two out of him. But I think, yeah, maybe his, yeah, body couldn't. Yeah, the age, too. I think he's like 29 or 30. Yeah, he's 30, yeah. So, Tozy, so he, oh, sorry, Sam Durden. Yeah, the South Australian. Uh, it was a first-round pick about seven or eight years ago, so he just never really came on. 22 games. There, there weren't, he wasn't aggressive. Like I'd like the big men to be aggressive and, uh, yeah, take a contestant mark or do something. He never really did any of that and had a couple of injuries early on. And, yeah, did this stuff for 22 games. Yep, so Lockie Hosey, mid-season pick-up from last year. Yep, he was on the sandful. Played five games, I think. Yeah, just wasn't up to it. I think. Fumbled a couple of times. He not a bad goal kicker. Like he had got a couple of goals, but I think, yeah, not just not good enough. Uh, ben Jacobs, export player. Yeah, there's a couple of export players on this. Uh, Jacobs, um, yeah, wanted to leave Port to come back to Melbourne and. Yeah, he was, I think he was highly rated at Port as well. And then oh, he came, um, yeah, became a tagger and he played, about, I don't know, like six, uh, maybe 80 games plus or something. And yeah, it was, you, you would agree he was one of the best taggers. Maybe he was the best during his. Yeah, I think, I think you made, Ruse made the prelim in 13 and 14. I think he was the best tagger in the game. That's like shut down Cochin in that upset win. So. Um, yeah, those two years he was probably the best. Yeah, I think it was fourteen and fifteen, but yeah, he was um, he was able to find the footy as well. So that's what that that was what made him good. Like he wasn't just like he was actually pretty um, skilled player as well. So unfortunately, the concussion symptoms he never got over. So and he's got to put his life and well-being first. Jamie McMillan. Yeah, I think he's yeah he played one hundred and sixty. Seven games, the most. He was in our leadership group. Um, had a good career, I would say. Um, yeah, he, he just wasn't defensively that tight on his opponent and made too many mistakes for a senior player. 
Lachlan Murphy? Uh, yeah, he played nine games. I think he was about 22, 23-year-old. Had a good kick, but um, yeah, didn't, yeah, just not good enough. I think we'll try to get through these quickly. <laughs> Jasper Pittard. Yes, Pittard I liked. Like, when he was good, he was exciting to watch. And took the game on. He could kick a goal from 50. Had a bit of personality, and he was um, pretty smart as well. Like, the interviews he did, I think he spoke really well. So, yeah. We'll try to get him on the podcast if we can. Maybe. He's in the leadership group too, so that was a bit of a surprise yeah. as well. Yeah, so he's a port loose player, so I think he yeah, might enjoy our podcast. So uh, we'll try to um, get him right out. Hopefully, I think he's the most likely to find another club because he's still yeah. he can still play for another three or four years, I reckon, at the right club. Yeah, he's at the right age, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marley Williams, ex-Pi. Yeah, expired. So he came to our club maybe four or five years ago, and I think yeah, he was pretty good at his role for a few years, especially early on. I think it was one of the finds. He could play on that small, nippy defense um, forward that we struggled against. In the end, I think his disposal was what sort of yeah, um, yeah let him down. So I think probably the same reason as the pies let him go. So hopefully we can replace him with our version of him. A Maynard, so yeah, but he was a good, um, yeah, he was, he was not too bad. And lastly, your favorite, Mason Wood. Yeah, I think this, this guy's had the most, um, yeah, most disappointing probably out of the, everyone. He was on big money, long term deal, had a lot of potential, uh, but yeah, couldn't really hit his straps other than showing a few glimpses here and there. Uh, 65 games, and I think uh, wouldn't a, a club, another club could pick him up and maybe make him a good player, but he's 26, 27, so he's not young, so I think um, yeah, what, what could have been. <laughs> so yeah, thank you to all those guys. Hopefully they can still play at some level and yeah, enjoy success in the premiership, whether it be your local team or in the AFL, hopefully. Yeah, so around the time that news hit, I think the news that Aiden Court left GWS and I think verbally signed on to the Roos. So what did you think of that move? Yeah, I sort of saw this coming from months ago. Like, he seemed like that sort of player that we could, uh, that would want to come to us, sort of a low-key sort of acquisition. And I think, yeah, he's the right age, so we need more 25, 26, 27-year-olds. Um, if we can offer him a long-term deal, I think yeah, it makes sense. We need to defend this. We need like every position, to be honest, but someone that could help transition from the Tarrant era to Ben Mackay and younger guys. I mean, yeah, it would be a good good deal. I don't know if the deal's done, done, but it sounds like it's very close. Years and dollars, I don't know. I, I think he might be getting four or five years, maybe, and yeah, you I heard, think, I heard four, yeah, at least. So, um, yeah. what kind of money would you pay him? Like, he's not a star, but he's a, I guess, more better than average player. Yeah, maybe like six hundred. I don't know. Like, that's a long term deal. Yeah, maybe and get yeah. it done for that. Yeah, so that might trigger a second round compo. Um, GWS. I'll probably get a uh, first round compo for Williams. So, yeah, you reckon if we lose, um. Ben Brown, we should find a, a player to replace him to fill a hole. 
Yeah, like it's it's an interesting one. Like I think there's not many available. Like I don't see Jeremy Cameron or um, a Joe Danaher going to the Roos. It's probably maybe like a Tom McDonald type or maybe even a Jesse Hogan if he um, yeah wants to leave Western Australia again. Yeah, yeah interesting one. I would probably yeah it won't be like a Danaher or Cameron. Like you'd want those players if you're within the window, whereas yeah. we're sort of rebuilding and um I think for it's a yeah, literally like a stopgap sort of player. So someone who's twenty eight, twenty nine even to come and be like a a strong uh, another body with Larky in the forward line. So if we do draft a tall forward like it can help these guys come on because yeah. We can't just have Larky there. I think you'll get double teamed and I don't know if Josh Walker is capable of being Effective, so yeah. Um, yeah, to Ben Brown, like Tom Brown from Channel Seven reported, third parties are exploring their options, and I think it's been reported by Tom Morris as well from Fox. Do you think that's the right call? Yeah, I think it, it's got to be what's best for the club and him. Like, I think he, if he's keen to to be in contention for a flag in the next few years, yeah, good for him to go. Um, and you wouldn't want it as a ruse. Pay him too much at that age, and I guess in the window you're in at the moment. Yeah, I mean, ideally, we'd like to keep him on a say two year deal, but yeah. you're in Brown's shoes, you're not going to want a two year deal when you're at the prime of your career. So yeah. You'd want a four, but it might not be worth the risk to offer him four years. So I think we offered three, but he wants four. So if it comes to that money, then we might as well just try to trade him and use that. Million dollars or whatever we have in our, our cap to like target a Josh right. Kelly in 24 months because he's a free agent, yeah. someone like that. So if we can get in a pick between 15 and 25. Uh, ideally, I'd want a couple of picks, like because that pick might get pushed out more because of the academy bid. Yeah. Uh, what do you see is worth? I guess it depends on the club, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, there's a there's a few names in that in that boat too. Like Higgins, I think. So there's been a bit of talk about Higgins too. Like, would you? Is he untouchable for you? Yeah, to me, he's untouchable. I think the only touchable ones are Brown and Pollack. I would trade. I would want to keep Higgins just because if we lose Higgins, then uh, we need some sort of culture and leadership as well. So yeah. I think Higgins is a good spokesman for the club. I think he does a lot of good media work. So. Yeah. Um, Brown does that too, but I think yeah, Higgins is at that age. But we're not going to get much for it. Like we might get like a pick in the third. So yeah, look at maybe look at Polax just as effective. Well, probably not as consistent, but yeah. How about Zebel as well? You've mentioned him a few times the last yeah, month. I yeah, I think we'll just back him to rediscover some form. Maybe like Boke, if we can relinquish him for the captaincy, he can. Become a damaging thirty goal he's, forward. Maybe? His body doesn't look right. So he's, he might have been playing with an injury. We don't don't know. We might find that out soon enough. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but things can change. Like, look at Boak. He was like close to retirement, maybe yeah. two two and a half years ago, and now it's like could win the Brownlow. So I think he's contracted anyway, so you can keep him. Uh, if uh, Hayden McLean was a, a Sydney player, like hundred and. 70, 197 centimeter, 21 year old. Plays a bit like Brown. Would you, yeah. would someone like that, you reckon? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great contested mark. So, um, 
age is probably not ideal, but I mean, if, you, if you can pair him up with Larky for 10 years, then um, I still think you're probably missing an experience tour because I think Walker's not that at the moment. So, but yeah, it's not a bad option if you can pry him out. Maybe if Danaher goes to Sydney, he gets squeezed out. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, didn't even think about that. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, and Peter Wright's the other one. Like, uh, he's on big money, so maybe uh, apparently he's on big money, so maybe if we can take some of that, then we might get him cheaply. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Fortnite, one month. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, do you want to move on? Yep, so we'll move on to the uh, All Australian team so we can. Uh... Run through the lines. You want to start with the full back line? Yeah, we've got more. Which more? Darcy Moore. Darcy yes. Moore, yeah, Darcy Moore. So I'm playing right. him as a third, as a third intercepting tour, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, more. I was happy with it. Like, we'll go through it. Um, more Jonas as captain, Caleb Daniel in the forward pocket, Ridley. Harris Andrews, centre half forward, and Maynard on the flank. Did you want to do the centre line? Yep. So you got, got Sam Menegola on a wing, Jack Steele in the centre, and Danger on the other wing. Um, followers, I've got Nick Nat, Lockie Neal, and Trav Boat. Yeah, I think one. that's going to be, yeah, that, yeah, followers, yeah, that, that's going to be the one for like, yeah. all the fairly, imagine. And you've got Petrarca, Dixon, a centre-half forward, and Dusty on the flank. Uh, Butler, Hawkins, full forward, and Liam Ryan on the other flank, on the, in the forward pocket, sorry. Yeah, so interchange, we've got yeah, probably 10 that could fit in here, but Taylor Adams, Cam Guthrie, Mark Blitzars, and Shea Bolton. So in terms of that, what would you change from there? Because there's probably a few unlucky ones. Yeah, I mean, the unlucky ones, um, Ryan from, uh, yeah, Luke Ryan. Um, Stephen May and Todd Goldstein missed the squad that was released a few hours ago. I think those two, uh, unlucky to miss the squad. I think, yeah, the selectors need to have a look at themselves, especially because I, um, well, might talk about that after this, but yeah, I'm happy with, um, happy with it. I think I'd question more, like, um, in terms of positional, maybe I guess more can be can more be in the full back and Jonas pocket. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's yeah. You can do that too. I just, I just prefer more being attacking because I think he, with with Howard being down, like he's played that lockdown role. Um, I think yesterday he played on Marshall, and I think yeah, um, yeah, it was more attacking, and they left Dixon to rough head. But yeah, you could probably switch that around. Yeah, and the other one is maybe I haven't seen much of Geelong. So Blitzarves has he had a good year? Has he? I, I, I know Guthrie has and Menegola have, uh, but Blitzarves has been just as impressive. Yeah, I think. So I think key defense. I think he was rated number two. Now he's played more on the wing, um, and the ruck recently. So it's more about probably the flexibility with no second ruck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty good, yeah. Pretty good effort. Yeah, but Gold Goldstein should have got ahead of Gold. I, I agree with that, in the squad at least. Yeah, if we, if we move on to the squad, a um, couple of names that made it. Um, Gunston made the squad, and also Tabernard made the squad. 
Do you reckon? I don't think Tabernacle should have made this course. No, I think I think he's had yeah, the best year by far of his career. But yeah, there's other tours. I mean, there just haven't been enough key tours um, standing out. Like Dixon hasn't had a a really good last eight weeks, but there's no one else. Like Kennedy had a quiet first six weeks. Yeah, I mean, you can't reward players just because they're the best in their position. Yeah, you can have a couple. Of, yeah, it's enough to have Dixon and Hall. Yeah, Tabernacle had a good year by his standard, but his standard was pretty low. I think Gunston had an okay year, but he wasn't as accurate kicking for goal. And yeah, the team that came fourth last, I don't think he was the standout. Yeah, uh, yeah May unlucky, and I think Goldie. He led a lot of categories in the ruck. But yeah, should, Gorn shouldn't have been in it. Gorn missed a few matches as well, I think, because of reputation. And yeah, I mean, it's no, never a hard task selecting the team, but yeah. I mean, I guess Blues, being a, like a, a smaller club, it's always going to be hard. But even when we get like eight or nine, ten wins a season, it's still sort of yeah, hard done by. Yeah, speaking of the Ruth Ken Stump, Simpkin missed out on the under-22 team as well, which, yeah, it's a bit... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, that was ridiculous. I thought that was an oversight. They must have not known he was um, eligible, like, Wittering made it, and he was like, yeah, older. Uh, I think he should have made it easy. Like, yeah, he's had a better year than Chair. Yeah, the rank, ranking can be too. Yeah, Grind Myers, Taranto. Like, Taranto's been injured for half the year, too, and it didn't really come back. In the yeah, best. how did that, how does that happen? Yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating. But hopefully the players use that as motivation to like, go to a new level. Because, yeah, the selectors, I don't think, yeah, they got it wrong. Uh, what can you like judge anyway? Like, can um, Lewis Taylor won the Nab Rising Star, didn't he? Yes, he did a few years ago. And Stevenson won it as well. And look at him now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll yeah, do the review next. Uh, the preview of the week one finals next yeah. week. Yeah. We'll start. Yeah, yeah, we'll go through. Yeah, we'll go through all the games and uh, do that. So. Yeah, that would be good. Otherwise, yeah, good work on a good 17 round, yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh, push the finals now. All right, see you guys. See you guys.